Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're sharing the love with a new offensive line coach for BYU football. The search is reportedly over. Who is this guy, and what do we know about him? I'm back, and it's a ball night. Is tonight's game against San Diego the most important game left on the BYU hoop schedule? Plus, roses are red, violets are blue. Happy Valentine's Day to all of BYU. The best of your tweet poems on the way. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Valentine's Day, Thursday, February 14th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who still has half of his heart in Havana, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I had a great time, man. Uh, contrary to uh, popular belief and discussion on this program, I did not create an international incident, but I was watching the Frozen 2 trailer around the time that it was said that I might be watching it. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I watched it. I just saw it online and I was watching it, and then I went back and listened, and I was like, oh, they kind of called that one. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, I had a great trip, uh, but now my Valentine's Day plans have nothing to do with my wife because we have a men's volleyball match tonight. So I'm going to hang out with Steve and Lauren, for Valentine's Day tonight, Steve Van Lauren McLean. You did something that I think is very wise, and that is celebrate Valentine's Day before or after the actual day. And you went Today's on a week-long tough. cruise. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Went to Cuba, went to Cosmo. It was great. It was great to, to get away from you guys. <laughs> now I'm back. I get it. I'm excited. <laughs> I get no, it. I missed you guys. I can only be gone so long, and I'm very excited to be back. Because Listen, we're three weeks away from the West Coast Conference Tournament beginning. Like, there's a lot going on in the next couple of weeks. Let's go. And tonight's our first volleyball broadcast. Very excited about that. I'm glad you didn't create an international incident. I pinned that one I mostly about on it. Jason Shepard and Mark Durant for uh, yeah. speculating that you may have done I, that. I thought about bringing back everyone some cigars and rum, but then I thought otherwise. <laughs> Another wise yeah. choice on your part. Yeah, decided against that. Here's today's Sugar Sweet Valentine's Day show lineup. Go to San Diego in 15 minutes to find out what kind of Torero's team. to San team. Diego? Well, we'll take the oh. phone lines ah. to San Diego. We will travel in a way. I was like, I'm cool staying here. I'm good. Phone lines. I feel like I'm moving still. Yeah, you got the uh, land legs. I, ser- I don't yet. Oh, boy. What kind of Torero's team awaits BYU on the holiday? The USD play-by-play man Jack Cronin joins us. Plus, as you have noticed, Jerem is back. He brought a fresh set of and one picks as a vacation gift. And don't forget about 20th-ranked BYU Gymnastics. They're set to host number 10 Boise State tomorrow night. Ooh, big one. This could very well determine who is the king of the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference. Elodie Cyrene. Yeah, queen. That's true. Fresh off a lovely 995 joins us in studio in 40 minutes. Yes, a loaded Valentine's Day show. And there's even room for some BYU Sports Nation headlines. Footballscoop.com. Reporting that BYU has found a new offensive line coach. Eric Mateos, most recently at Texas State, will apparently replace Ryan Pugh as offensive line coach for the Cougars. Mateos, a graduate assistant at LSU, at the same time as current BYU offense coordinator Jeff Grimes was coaching the Tigers' O-line. There's the tie. He also helped coach tight ends. Again, this is not official from BYU, but through football scoop. Men's basketball plays in the Slim Gym at San Diego tonight. The Cougars are 3-4 and four there as a member of the West Coast Conference. Dave Rose, what's a key to the game? 
And I think that our schemes will be good. I think our guys' effort will be good. The, the difference in the game will be if we, if we can get their misses because they rebound the ball really well. Thanks, Dave. Pre-game starts at 9 Eastern on BYU Radio with your boy, Ben Bagley. Snap to Slip Jim. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love Randy. Is Macho that a mix Savage. of the Kool-Aid? Man, did they, like, merge? I don't know. Maybe. The, oh, yeah, <laughs> BYU women's basketball. Three spots out in the latest ESPN bracketology. They play at Portland tonight. The Pilots just 2-10 and 10 in West Coast Conference play, but nearly upset the Cougars in Provo a few weeks ago. Led basically the whole game. BYU trying to sweep the regular season series. If they want to stay tournament eligible, this is a must-win. Game tips at 10 p.m. Eastern. And number eight, men's volleyball looks to snap a four-game losing streak tonight against Concordia, Irvine, and Provo. Sean Patchell, former player and coach here, is the head coach of the Eagles. Watch it on BYU TV in the app at 9 Eastern time. When's the last time BYU men's volleyball had a four-match losing streak? It's been a while. It's been a while. They lost three in a row last year. It's not been that long. Oh, good point. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Yes, footballscoop.com delivering an early Valentine's Day nugget, reporting that BYU will hire Eric Mateos as new offensive line coach for the Cougars. Jerem, what is your reaction to the report that Mateos will take over and become the new BYU O-line coach? I will take any assistant coach from LSU. I really will. And and he was a grad assistant, but I believe he was an official assistant coach, was he not, as I understand it? Um, even, even a grad assistant and then a guy that goes and coaches the O-line. He coached at uh, Texas State last year. This is a good external hire. Okay, I know there were some calls for an internal hire, meaning hire graduate assistant Dallas Reynolds, who was an O-lineman for Jeff Grimes. I bet you Dallas Reynolds was in the mix until the very end. This is a Grimes guy. He's shown that he's going to bring in his guys from the outside. It's good to have uh, coaches on the staff that aren't members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because guess what? Not every player is a return missionary that wants to be at BYU. You can go to different areas of the country, namely Texas, namely the South, and have a guy who has connections. So I like this. I don't know a lot about him, but I do know this. Reportedly, this guy, whilst at LSU, offered Duke basketball player Zion Williamson a scholarship to play tight end. He shot his shot, as they say. So I like this guy's aggressiveness and mindset. Absolutely. My first reaction was, who? Who is this guy? I don't know a lot of O-line coaches, so that was going to be my reaction probably anyway if it wasn't a BYU guy. And what's the tie? Yeah, it didn't take long to find. Oh, okay. He coached with Jeff Grimes at LSU while Grimes was the O-line coach, and he was a graduate assistant and then later helped out with the LSU tight ends. And the Zion Williamson thing is interesting, That's awesome, right? right? Yeah. Zion would have been a dope tight end. You don't get if you don't ask. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? No, I don't want it. Okay, well, at least I put the offer out there. And I think the answer is clear. He's a guy that's been around football for a long time and has been coaching for a while. He was another starting center at uh, Southwest Baptist. So Jeff Grimes going with another former collegiate player who played center, who then coached with them, and he's known for his discipline and his motivational tactics. Ryan Pugh was a motivational guy through and through. He was the Matt Foley of O-line coaches. Eric Mateos is of the same ilk and a guy that Jeff Grimes trusts. Jeff Grimes is a disciplinarian, a guy that is all about the details and not letting things slip through the cracks, and it's, it's not all love and fun and... Teddy bears. It is very much the opposite with him. And Eric Mateos. That'd be hilarious if it was love and fun and teddy bears, which is today, right? 
Well, Valentine's Day. <laughs> Love and fun and teddy bears. Yeah, I, I like it. And I like that BYU is bringing in another guy that uh, is an outside presence. I think this worked well for yes. BYU on the offensive line with Ryan Pugh. Yes, it, it did work. And look, in a year, maybe Eric Mateos is the OC of some group five team. Who knows? That means it was a good year. Okay, Eric Mateos tweeted this on February 3rd. It gives you an idea of uh, how he thinks. Last thing I'll say about the 2018 football season, running the ball and stopping the run is still king in winning football. Excited for 2019. It's true. And uh, Bronco Mendenhall, Kalani Sitake, they've all talked about it. And BYU will need to stop Zach Moss in August. Oh, when's that again? Countdown to the youths. 196. It's going to be sub 200, you know. You're above 200, it's forever. 196? Okay. I don't get really excited until it's like sub 100. Then it's like, okay, we're like three months out. When basketball season is over and it's sub 100, then it starts to feel very real, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) But the countdown continues regardless. Okay, now to hoops. Tonight, the Cougars find themselves in America's finest city in search of a tough road win. San Diego. Spencer, milk was a bad choice, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It's tonight's BYU at San Diego game, the most important game remaining on BYU's schedule. There are five games left. 100% yes, Jerem. Until Saturday. And then after that, oh, come next on. Thursday Coach against Linton. San Francisco. Coach Linton showed up. Now, the, thing, <laughs> the thing about this is every game remaining on BYU's schedule is apparently going to be closely contested according to all the metrics other than at Gonzaga. Wait, why? Oh, stop it. BYU is not favored at San Diego or at LMU. At LMU, yeah, at LMU. That's kind of a weird one. I get, the, I get the San Diego not favored. It's three, three points. BYU's lost three of the last four down there. They have a losing record against San Diego in the West Coast Conference in that building. Oh, my gosh. The Toreros are 11-1 and one in their home Give building. Give me a season. dietary shake. <laughs> yes, this is the most important game. Uh, in a way, I do feel like this, is, this game carries a little bit more weight than LMU or even the remaining two home games. Ooh, BYU why the other has. two? I, LMU, I get. Why the other two? Just because BYU, I think I know what to expect from BYU at home. They have shown consistently that they are really good, and okay. they, I expect still, them to win both of those games. Yeah. I don't know about this game. Like, if BYU can steal this game, I think that sets them up for a very, very nice wave of confidence going into LMU. I think they win that game, and then I think they take care of business against San Francisco at home. That would put the Cougars uh, solidly in second place, knowing that they're going to get a bye until Monday if they – even if they lose to Gonzaga and then can come home and take care of business against San Diego and Provo to close out the regular season. So I think this is a this is one of those emotional swing games, which is why I weighed it probably a little bit more importantly than the remaining games. I say San Francisco at home is the biggest game because San Francisco is the biggest direct threat left on the schedule at second place. So uh, instead of playing the we-win-you-lose game with a couple of teams. BYU can directly control their fate to get the second seed by beating San Francisco at home. The next most important game is San Diego because Gonzaga is a game that you yield on paper, right? You go, eh. And granted, BYU has one up there, 
but I don't know that they beat a team like this, you know, in Gonzaga. So I think it's San Francisco because look, BYU is a game and a half up in second place on San Francisco and St. Mary's. BYU does not play St. Mary's again. They do play San Francisco. I don't know that BYU, I, I don't know that I expect BYU to uh, win this game tonight. If they do steal it, it kind of changes things. I would. Steve Cleveland said yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah. On the show that if BYU wins tonight, that they're going to be the two seed. And I tend to agree with him. I absolutely agree. So if BYU steals tonight, that's really important. So in that regard, I see San Diego, but I think you can directly control your fate against San Francisco. Yeah, because of the feeling that would potentially come with beating San Diego in the road and handing them only their second loss and then solidifying that much more your uh, in second place. And Which is a big deal. Let's not remind going you why. to relinquish it. Let's remind you why. Three weeks from today, the tourney starts. Seven through ten play each other. Then five and six come in on Friday. Then three and four come in on Saturday. If you're the one and two seed, you come in on Monday. Oh, my gosh. You wouldn't even need to get into town till like, Saturday. At worst, BYU needs a split on this road trip to make that game yes. against San Francisco split. very, very At least get a split. If you take both, wow. Okay. Busy night for several BYU teams. Men's basketball, of course, at San Diego. Women's basketball at Portland. And number eight, BYU men's volleyball hosting Concordia. They have lost four straight matches. With that context in place, which team needs tonight's game the most, Jerem? Is it men's basketball, women's basketball, or BYU men's volleyball? Men's hoops is the answer to me. I expect men's volleyball to beat Concordia Irvine, in spite of the fact that BYU lost this match a year ago, by the way. Women's hoops will beat a bad Portland team on the road in the Yoli Childs Center. Ah. And men's hoops uh, has a game in which they are an underdog. I would say that BYU is the favorite in men's volleyball and women's basketball, if that existed. Um, But men's hoops is a three-point dog. This, as you mentioned, is a game that BYU has lost three of the last four years. BYU men's hoops needs to win the most. It's men's basketball because this is the most important game remaining on the regular season schedule. Coach Linton, <laughs> you need to like put a whistle on when you, right? When you take it one game at a time. Get ready for the Toreros. Run, run a Texas. Show ladder. me something. Make a free throw. Yeah, I do like that BYU is an underdog in this game, and they know it well. I saw quite a few of the guys leaving for the Salt Lake City Airport. They couldn't fly to Provo because apparently uh, the weather had made uh, the runway so bad, so they had to charter out of Salt Lake. But I saw Nick Emery. What a burden. Saw Connor Harding, Yoli Childs, and uh, they know very well that uh, they are an underdog against San Diego, and uh, they haven't forgotten that they lost last year and have lost three of the last four. They're excited to try and go and change the trend and uh, prove the metrics wrong, so I like that. By the way, did we think that – so in non-conference play, everybody played two more games and there was some uh, increased success there. But we have five, six games to go in league play, and we have a bunch of teams like a game of over 500 or a game below, like five or six teams. Is it that improved? It's just a, it's just a mess in there. It's all based on the non-conference. LMU is great non-conference. They San Diego is great anybody. non-conference. I mean, LMU beat Georgetown. I'll give them that. Is it the same, George? Like, that's a good win. But, like, overall, like, eh. The metrics don't say you're really good. This is exactly what I thought would happen. You get into league play outside of Gonzaga, everyone's going to beat each other up. It's hard to win on the road. So we are exactly where I thought we would be. It's not hard for good teams to win on the road. Really good teams. They just go win. And BYU's won three conference road games. Yeah, three and two after being 0-5. A winning record on on the road in conference. The surprise of the league at this point has been BYU. Jerem. If BYU wins tonight, they will guarantee no worse than a 500 record on the road. How about that? 
Love it. Okay. Our question of the day, it's Valentine's Day. Roses are red, violets are blue. Finish this poem with a BYU Valentine Day theme. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. On Facebook, Kenny Brown answers, Roses are red, violets are blue. Why choose Utah if you can bleed BYU? Yeah, at Josh Mel 313 Give more than $5 cash and you can find love too. <laughs> Hello, Jason Shepard. Coming up in one picks. Did my picks compass get course correction from the majesty of the sea? Hey, let's give credit to Jason. He said two crisp $5 bills and then he was going to Arizona. You know what? No comments. <laughs> How important does San Diego feel this game is for the Torero Circle? We'll ask Jack Cronin, USC play-by-play man next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight's the first men's volleyball broadcast of the season as the eighth-ranked Cougars look to snap a four-game losing streak to former Cougar coach and player Sean Patchell and now setter Chandler Gibb. 9 Eastern time, BYU TV and the app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Live in Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Hope you're enjoying your Valentine's Day thus far. Listen to the show on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch it at BYUSN.com. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, the 12-year voice of the USD Toreros, Jack Cronin. Jack, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for sharing the love with us on Valentine's Day. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Bit of a rainy Valentine's Day here in San Diego for the uh, Cougar fans who are coming here to the JCP tonight. Uh, Bit of a a rainstorm here in Southern California, but thanks for having me. You know what? As much as it stinks that it's raining there, it's still San Diego, so I don't feel that bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Jack, how do you anticipate this Torero team will bounce back from a wild and in a lot of ways, frustrating loss at Pepperdine felt like uh, USD had it won a couple of times, and then somehow the wave snuck out of there. So how do you expect them to bounce back tonight? Yeah, it was, it was. It was tough uh, Saturday in Malibu. It was, uh, you know, it was maybe the toughest loss of the year because San Diego, you know, they're trying to battle all the way back from being injured. You had two starters go out, major starters, Olin Carter, Isaiah Wright go out. They were 10-3. and three. They went 5-5. Five and five. They got everybody back. They beat LMU. And at Pepperdine, it was just like, okay, they were trying to get over that hump, trying to get back. They took a three-point lead with like eight seconds left. And then just a couple of fluky plays, offensive rebounds for the Waves, off missed free throws, you end up losing that game. So, yeah, it's going to be, you know, we have four games in a row now in San Diego at home for the Toreros. These are, these are enormous games, and it starts here tonight. Uh, and so I don't exactly know what the mindset's going to be like, but I think this team with four seniors – Four veteran leaders, uh, if anything, they'll be able to bounce back because of that. This is not an underclassman-laden team. This is a team with four seniors and a junior who are leading the way, and I, I think that will help them bounce back from Saturday all the way to tonight. San Diego's protected the Slim Gym 11-1 and at home. Uh, BYU's lost 3-4 of four in that gym. Uh, how do you see this, uh, this addition playing out tonight? Well, it's interesting. Whenever San Diego goes to the Marriott Center, which is one of the toughest places to play, you know, huge crowds in Provo, uh, it's a much, much different atmosphere. Now, the Cougars travel well to San Diego. It's a great road trip uh, down the 15th, so there's always great fan support for the visiting team here as well in this matchup. But San Diego's played well at home. Uh, the only loss, in fact, is to Pepperdine, who ended up sweeping uh, San Diego with that win on Saturday. Uh, so I, I think 
the way this particular uh, rivalry has gone, the home team has a, a pretty great tra- chance. In the last couple of years, the home teams have been the ones who come out on top. So I, I, I like San Diego's chances of bouncing back here at home. They play much better against the Cougars at home than they do in Provo. And to try and get back from whatever happened on Saturday, uh, take a shot in the night. Jack Cronin, 12-year voice of the San Diego Toreros, with us on BYU Sports Nation. What sticks out about the Cougars to you as you prepare for this game? Well, again, always great uh, traveling support here for BYU down in San Diego and to Vegas. And, to you know, this is a great fan base. They come here. Uh, they come out in force. They're one of the best ones on Gonzaga, who travels well. So it always brings a great crowd and a great atmosphere, even in San Diego, let alone going to Provo. Uh, number two scoring offense in the conference behind Gonzaga and Gonzaga historic levels. I mean, the, the Cougars, uh, excuse me, the Bulldogs, at their 20-year run in the NCAA tournament have never had an offense like they do this year for the number three team in the nation. And BYU is number two right behind them in the conference. So they always bring a great offense. It's always fun to watch. It's always part of the great rivalry. And stuff. So I'm looking forward, as we always do, to play BYU because it's always fun. It's one game to call. It's one game to watch. It's one game to be a part of if you're a fan or a broadcaster. So that always sticks out about BYU. And so can San Diego uh, put up some points on them. Again, four great seniors. BYU didn't have the great defensive numbers, but let's see what happens here tonight. Two of the top forwards in the league will go head-to-head tonight. I'm looking forward to this matchup. Yoli Childs and Isaiah Pinheiro both could get a double-double just about any night. Similar players. Isaiah more more of a, a guy that will come off the dribble and uh, but can go in the post. What do you expect from that matchup? Yeah, it's going to be awesome to see Childs here. Again, like you said, these are both guys who are either number one or number two in rebounding. Uh, you know, two, three, four in scoring in the conference uh, and play a similar position. I think the game's a little bit different um, in that, you know, Pinheiro's going to maybe pop out, hit three. He can create his own shot. He can, as you said, go off the dribble. Uh, he's a very diverse player in that he didn't have one particular skill set. He's got a bunch, and he can hit from several different ways. And, like I said, going back to, you know, the, that senior part of the game, there were times this year where, San Diego's been down, or they haven't been shooting well, or they have been high, and Pinheiro's been the one who has taken over. If the shots aren't falling, he can drive inside. Uh, if he's got room outside, he can step back and he can hit the three. So there's no one part of his game he relies on. He's a very, very diverse shooter and player, and that's what makes him fun to watch. You don't know how he's going to attack you night in and night out. It's been great to watch. Isaiah Wright has played all 40 minutes in four of the last five games for San Diego. Um, how in the world does he manage that? Does the dude not get tired? He's incredible, and he's doing all of that after he suffered the wrist injury in late December against Drake that caused him to miss four games. So he came right back from that. It was a hairline fracture in his shooting wrist, his right wrist. And he came back in four games in a row when he played all 40 minutes. It was incredible. He's just, he's unstoppable. They call him the freak. Like, he's just... He, he has that manner. Uh, again, with Wright, he's going to look to distribute first, but if he has to, his ability to get inside and between uh, defenders and inside is awesome. Um, he's, he, he's played that way all year. In fact, it's not just Wright. Four, all four of San Diego's seniors are in the top eight in minutes played per game in the conference. Think about that. The four seniors, top eight in minutes played per game in the WCC. Uh, and Pinheiro himself had two games in a row which he played all 40 minutes. So it's just the way they've been wired, the way they've built uh, to this senior campaign for him. 
USD is shooting 52% in the second half this season. Um, perhaps Isaiah Wright and, and his ability to stay in the game. Isaiah Pinheiro has played 40 minutes a couple of times as well. How, do, how does uh, the second half just become this good shooting half for San Diego? Well, I think you hit on part of it there. So in the first half, a lot of times what Sam Schultz and USD will do is uh, they'll, they'll use their bench a lot more in the first half, keep those guys a little bit more fresh. So uh, you'll see a couple of the freshmen play. In that contest, uh, you'll see him play early on. Vince Sullivan, Joey Cacatera. Uh, you'll see guys come off the bench. Maybe they'll go eight or nine deep for USD. But once that second half hits, the fact you've got four seniors, uh, you're going to rely on them. You're going you're to take them down the stretch. And that's part of it is that they, the way the rotations are set up, they are, uh, they're saved for these late-game situations. And, again, the fact that these are veterans, uh, when the time comes where they have to turn it on, they have this year. Uh, for the most part, so it's been great to watch. Jack Cronin, voice of the San Diego Toreros, with us on BYU Sports Nation. There is an absolute logjam in the middle of the West Coast Conference right now for the three through seven spots, and that will translate eventually into a very big difference from either starting the West Coast Conference tournament in Las Vegas on a Thursday or Saturday. How do you see all of this playing out over the next few weeks? And it's going to be, you're right, that is, to me, now San Diego's number one tournament, okay. How can you get in there in the West Coast Conference and at the Orleans? How can you improve your seeding chances? Because the way that they restructured the tournament this year, think about this. The number four seed gets, gets the double bond. So you're talking about going to Saturday as opposed to Thursday. But if you're the seventh seed, you've got to win five games in the tournament. But if you're the four seed, you only have to win three. <laughs> it's impossible. It's not happening. Right, right. So – the, the difference between four and seven is incredible. But even so, I mean, BYU right now is the number two seed, and they, they seem to lock that down. But you could, even number two is up for grabs with teams like Sam, you know, San Francisco and St. Mary's. So for USD, they've got a battle. Because you, if you can get to three or four, that your chances of going to the tournament are incredibly improved. Instead of that, you drop to seven, which is possible for everybody. Pepperdine, LMU, everybody involved here, everybody outside of Portland, has a chance to get to number seven or four. Now you're thinking, okay, now I got to win three instead of five. So for San Diego, that's the number one goal here, and that's why Pepperdine was such a big game. Uh, if they'd won that, okay, you're in a better spot for it. Now you've got four in a row at home, but three of them are against BYU, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's. Uh, so you've got to take a couple of these games. You want to make sure you're in the top four and try and grab that extra seat. Compelling stuff, Jack. We appreciate the time. Again, happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy the call tonight, and uh, we'll see you in Vegas. All right. Thank you guys very much. Jack Cronin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's true. The tourney starts three weeks from today. The format is different. This is what it was before Pacific came into the league. It's what Gonzaga wanted. It's what they got over the summer uh, because they run the league. The West Coast Conference also has an office where they – Create policies. Remember as well. when Gonzaga was apparently <laughs> going to leave the West Coast Conference? Yeah. Remember well, that whole fallout? That was a nice, that was a nice ploy. <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely. Well it was a beautiful play by well Gonzaga. Yep. Our question of the day roses are red, violets are blue. Finish this poem with a BYU Valentine Day theme at, on Twitter at Mick underscore Christopher. Roses are red, violets are blue. Give us Zach Wilson and we will get the W's. You okay with that one? I like the idea of W's. <laughs> Coming up, BYU Gymnastics has a big meet tomorrow against Boise State. Elodie Cyrene from Quebec tells us how she can equal or top her 995 on the bars. I've got a very generous Valentine gift for Jerem. 
correct picks and and one to extend my lead. You okay with that? No. Okay. This is BYU Sports Nation. That's what you're giving me? (laughs) That's completely selfish. BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Salon is your place for Cougar Sports. It's got a social media twist, yo. What is BYU football up to in the offseason? And how are some of them prepping for pro day? She has all the answers. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and IGTV. I believe it's the Deets, Jerem. Got the Deets. Yes. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Your Valentine's Day headlines. Your Valentine's Day. Footballscoop.com reporting that BYU has found a new offensive line coach. His name is Eric Mateos, most recently at Texas State and will replace Ryan Pugh as the O-line coach for the Cougars. He was a graduate assistant at LSU at the same time as current BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes was coaching the Tigers' O-line. He has also helped coach tight ends. Again, this is not official from BYU. Footballscoop.com reporting. Men's basketball plays in Jenny Craig Pavilion tonight in San Diego, a.k.a. the Slim Jim. Cougars are 3-4 and four as a member of the West Coast Conference in that facility. Pre-game starts at 9 Eastern on BYU Radio with Ben Bagley. BYU women's basketball. The third team out in the latest ESPN bracketology. They play at Portland tonight. Pilots just 2-10 and 10 in WCC play, but almost upset the Cougars in Provo a few weeks ago. BYU needs to sweep the season series if they hope to stay in that bracketology conversation. Game tips at 10 Eastern. On the W.TV. Men's Hoops, as mentioned, uh, yeah, plays in the Slim Gym tonight. Excited for that. Men's Volleyball, number eight in the country. They host Concordia Irvine, trying to snap a four-game losing streak. Head coach of the Eagles, Sean Patchell, was the coach here, played here. Uh, Chandler Gibb, the setter, played here, transferred to uh, Irvine, Concordia Irvine. So looking forward to that, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Which team needs the win the most? We discussed that in Trending. Download the podcast if you missed that. Huge night for BYU Athletics overall. It's time for And One. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Two picks. The first pick is worth two points. If we get that one right, then we can pick up an extra point with our second pick. And we just paused it last week while I was going. Well, you were in international waters. I had the internet. I could have sent a man. That's right. You could have. We never chatted about this. I don't but, know. So I came back thinking, oh, did you pick? And I just didn't no. have texting. Oh, shoot. Yeah. No, no. So 1815. Here we go. Yep. Okay, my two-pointer. San Diego. Averages 52% shooting in the second half. They're going to shoot under 49% in the second half. And what? Nick Emery will make multiple threes. He's only done it once on the road this year. Okay, Nick Emery will make multiple threes. He has in this new kind of new Nick Emery that I've been hoping for, right, all season. uh, He has made multiple threes in three straight games. So I think it's going to continue. Okay. My two-pointer. First team to 65 wins the game. Low scoring. BYU will make more threes overall than San Diego. The Cougars have typically not shot the three well in the Slim Jim, including last year. It was really, really bad. And San Diego has taken advantage of the Cougars on their home floor from distance. So I think BYU will outshoot San Diego from the three-point line. First team to 65 wins. Yeah, I expect a defensive battle. Okay, then. That is our and one picks. We shall see. What do you mean BYU shot poorly last year? They shot 14%. <laughs> I remember I was well like, because I, was like, what I was called it? the game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what was it? Yeah, and uh, San Diego shot 43%. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Little dabble, do you, as, uh, as BYU lost that game by 13. That one hurt. Yeah. They all do, Spencer. I know. They all do. I know. <laughs> I think it's going to be a defensive battle, though, for sure. Exciting. Like the Super Bowl. Well, as long as BYU wins, we don't care, right? 
Is yes. That, is that what it comes down to? Uh, yes, but I do like style as well. Okay. Yeah. Our question of the day. We have several stylish answers coming in. Roses are red, oh, violets we'll are blue. That. Finish this poem <laughs> with the BYU Valentine Day theme on Facebook. John Yowd says, it has been nine years since we beat the U. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. It's been nine years since we beat the U. <laughs> Actually, it's been 10 years because it's 2019. Yeah, it's been nine games. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Oh, How did that make it on the well, show? It's, been, it's an eight-game losing streak, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not nine. Come on. Coming up, we'll update you on the Cougars on the course. Plus, freshman Elodie Sirene of BYU Gymnastics. They're ranked 20th in the country. She joins us in studio. She's fresh off a 995. 995. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. How'd she pull that off? And how does she plan to beat that? We'll ask her. This is BYU Sports Nation. From Quebec, dude. Awesome. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Men's Hoops at San Diego tonight. Big one. Games at 9 Eastern, but the pregame's at... 8 Eastern with pregame on the radio with Ben Bagley. Now, we've got a different time on uh, the graphic than what I've said. So, what is it? <laughs> let's get it. Let's get, I'd rather be right. I'd rather Eastern, get it right than be right. 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain for the game, right? Yeah. So, it would be 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain? Well, no. The game's at 9 Eastern. So, pregame's at 8 Eastern. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're all mixed up. <laughs> 8 Eastern, pregame, BYU Radio. Okay? It's those, uh, it's those boat legs, Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, I, no, I said it correctly. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jerem got it right, people. The guy with wobbly legs got I, it right. What's rather, wrong with the rest let, of us? Let's just get it right. I don't care. I'd rather get it right than be right. Yes. Welcome right. back to BYU Sports Nation on Valentine's Day with our question of the day. Roses are red, violets are blue. Finish this poem with a BYU Valentine's Day theme on Twitter, at Kelly underscore BYU fan. says, roses are red, I bleed blue. Football broke my heart, so baseball better not too. Why is every poem that we're getting, like, sad? What? Well, it's a sappy holiday. True. Yeah. But does it's sap dramatic... automatically mean sad? For some people, they just add a D instead of a P. <laughs> Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. We're going to add some pep to Studio B right now and welcome in Elodie Sirene of BYU Gymnastics. Welcome, Elodie. Welcome. <laughs> After a 995 on the uneven bars. Walk us through what that feeling is like when you land and you know, okay, that was really, really good. Um, I mean, I was so happy and excited at the same time. Um, For once, I felt like I did what I used to do in practice, and the whole team is so supportive, and it's so fun to be competing along with teammates. You did it on the road, too, which was huge. The team put up a big score on the road, and that hasn't happened yet this season. Yeah, that was really exciting. Like We started off on beam really, really well, and then the whole meet was just kind of... Going pretty good. That's awesome. And a 995 certainly contributes to that. Um, Talk about when you knew that you nailed it. Did you know mid-performance? Oh, this is going well. Well, I mean, I started off with a really good first handstand, and then, like, the whole routine was pretty good. And then I was just, like, I needed to calm myself down before the dismount because usually I get, like, really excited and pumped, and then I take a hop. So just I think that thinking about, like, staying calm, and my teammates, like, yelling to stay calm, like, really helped me to focus and find that landing. It's hard for me to stay calm if someone's yelling, stay calm at me. <laughs> it, but that works no. for you? <laughs> stay calm! That works yeah, for you? Yeah, it works. Oh, that's good. That's good. Typically, I'm like, don't yell at me for me to stay calm. Me. Did, did, uh, did you get a 10 from one of the judges? No, I think nine? I got 
two nine nine fives. Two nine nine fives. Okay. Did you agree with that? Did you think you deserved uh, a ten? Yeah. Um. No. I watched my routine. And oh, okay. I still think that the first handstand was kind of short, and I kind of like hopped a little bit in my dismount, so it wasn't like a perfect ten. But you'll take nine nine five. I will. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Clearly, there's some room to improve. Yeah. yeah. You can't. You can't just be perfect. Then everyone expects that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yelling at you to be perfect, right? Yeah. Let's uh, dive into your story of how you got from Quebec to BYU. How did you first hear about BYU, and and ultimately what led you here? So there was a girl on the team. I think like two or three years ago, and she was from Montreal too, and I think that I just got recruited from nationals or something like that and I really like the whole recruiting process and how the girls like were with me they were so nice <laughs> so you took a trip here yeah I and did. you really liked it yeah had you heard of Utah did you know anything about BYU no nothing nothing at all. yeah okay. <laughs> um it, how's the weather in Montreal compared to Provo oh it's way colder it was like a big snowstorm last week or it's even yesterday Montreal? it is yeah yeah okay. More snow. <laughs> yeah. So you're used to it. You're good. Yeah, it's this fine. Is, okay, yeah. Because yeah. we're from Utah, and we're like, oh, the snow. Oh, but, man, it's but brutal. We're, we should know what to expect. Come on. Um, what, what's your favorite class at BYU right now? Is this your um, second semester in school? It's my... Or did you redshirt last year? Yeah, I redshirt. Okay. So I came second in December. Year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole another story. But um, I really loved anatomy. It was really hard, but... I think it's so far my favorite class. See, typically, I'm finding that gymnasts like really difficult things, whether it's in the classroom <laughs> like, or... Yeah, physically Physic- difficult. Yeah. It's, emo- yeah. It's a cha- they challenge themselves Yes, to a, a great degree. You, mo- you motivate us, Elodie, to be yeah. better. <laughs> Elodie Sirene with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Gymnastics uh, on a steady rise, currently ranked number 20. You finished last season at number 17 before you got here. Um, how would you explain the overall health and state of the BYU Gymnastics program right now? Um, I think we're doing a really good job. Like, everyone can stay on top of their rehab. And we're just doing everything we can to stay healthy, I would say. What's it like midseason as you sustain injuries? And like you said, you have to rehab, but you also have to compete perhaps on one event, perhaps on four. It kind of depends, right? Yeah, so I only do bars and beam. Some other girls do like all around, which is vault, bars, floor, and beam. And I think that cold tubbing really helps me to stay on top of injuries and stuff like that. So if you had to take a guess of how many times you have performed your bars routine, including practice and meets, and how many times do you think you've gone through that routine? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say at least... A hundred times, like, if it's not more than that. Like, just this week we did five routines. Of the same then, one? Yeah, same practice one. Practice of five yeah. times. <laughs> what, how, yeah. What does that do? For, how does that repetition help you do it perfectly? Because in, in gymnastics, you're unguarded. Uh, like in basketball, you could shoot from the same spot, but there's movement. In gymnastics, like, okay, I can nail this from this spot every time, right? It's a little yeah, different that way. it is. Um, I know every routine's... That I do, I just think of something that I want to improve on and just try to go from there and hopefully stick the landing, hit all handstands. Would you be okay if we came during practice and yelled at you to stay, stay calm? Would yeah. that be okay? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would help me. you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do this during a live meet. Maybe we'll do that. Stay calm! Yeah. As the announcer? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? 
<laughs> that reminds me, back in 2009, during a men's soccer game, the color commentator with me yelled at the refs. <laughs> now, a lot of people yell at the refs in sports, but in gymnastics, are people yelling at the officials when they give you a score after, um, often? Like, boo, that was too low. Not boo, but sometimes guards decide to throw the clipboard on the ground because he's mad. <laughs> 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 What was your he first? Did, because he didn't like to score. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was your first impression of Guard Young when you met him the first time? How did that go? Um. <laughs> 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 um. It went pretty well. I mean, Guard is Guard. You know, he's he's funny. <laughs> did Did he have credibility credibility with you as a silver medalist right away? Where you're like, oh, this guy's he knows what he's talking about. Well, I mean, I didn't even know that he went to the Olympics, so. Yeah, I... So you found out after the fact? <laughs> yeah. Like, during the trip or after you went home? Uh, when I got here. Oh, when you got he here? was talking about it, and I was like, oh. You're like, oh, it's okay. no, Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess uh, listen a little closer. Yeah. yeah. Elodie Sirene with us on BYU Sports Nation. You get Boise State at home this week. Boise is, right now, the highest-ranked team in the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference at number 10. What kind of a challenge do you expect from the Broncos when they come to Provo? Um, I think it's going to be a really tight meet. But if we hit and stick, I think that we can really challenge them and hopefully win. You do listen to Guard. Yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) You listen. Hits and sticks. So here's the thing about uh, BYU at home. Like, we've seen that you typically perform well. What what is it about uh, the apparatuses? Is that how I say that? Apparatus? The apparatus. I have no (laughs) idea. I have no idea. Yeah, you translate. What is it about your own events at home? And that makes it such an advantage for you mentally compared to, to competing on the road? Uh, I think the crowd makes a huge difference. So when you know that everyone is cheering for you and hoping that you do good, it really helps me to if the cra- If the crowd yells, stay calm to you, then that, that works. That would help. Yeah, okay, that good. works real well. Now you know. Yell, stay calm <laughs> at Elodie. And she will... She promises. She promises. Yep. She'll give you a ten. <laughs> yep. Wow! Yes. Wow. Nine nine five was nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought your handstand was a little short, Elliot. <laughs> yeah. So I know, work right? on that. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Some good luck. Thank okay? you. And I, I believe that Elliot is our first guest from Quebecois on the show ever. Did he pronounce that the correct way? Probably yeah. not. Probably not. No, yeah, that was really good. That was good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You mind hey. signing that in a minute? Oh. But also the first drop by me on the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it in a minute okay, when we go to rain. I'll get it. Elodie, thanks for coming yeah. in. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, BYU TV in the app. You can watch that. We'll be Fantastic. there. Fantastic. Stay calm! <laughs> coming up, BYU has reportedly found its new offensive line coach. And BYU softball prepares for another doubleheader today. They're in Las Vegas. The whip is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm going to grab this marker. Don't you okay. Yeah, yeah, do it. Get it. Valentine's shout-out to today's guest, San Diego play-by-play man Jack Cronin and freshman gymnast fresh off a 995 on the uneven bars, Elodie Sirene. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. You can watch it at BYUSN.com. Dennis Pitta, will you be my Valentine? Let's whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Football scoop. Reports BYU will hire Eric Mateo, says it's new offensive line coach. Mateo's coached at LSU at the same time as Jeff Grimes. As a graduate assistant offensive line coach, later the tight ends coach, Mateos coached the O-line at Texas State last year. Men's basketball. Plays in the Slim Gym. Jenny Craig Pavilion at San Diego tonight. The Cougars, 3-4 and four as a member of the West Coast Conference in that building. Pre-game starts at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU Radio. 
women's basketball. Ladies play at Portland tonight, 10 Eastern time. Cougars beat the Pilots by 8 in Provo in January. Watch the game on the W.TV. Volleyball. Number 8, BYU. Working to snap a four-match losing streak tonight against Concordia Irvine in Provo. Watch it on BYU TV with Jerem Jordan, Steve Vail, and Lauren McLean on the call. The app available as well, 9 Eastern. Softball. One and three Cougars play Fordham and Hawaii in the Rebel Classic in Vegas today, starting at 4 Eastern time. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Eric Mika put up eight points, grabbed two rebounds, and a 97-90 Bayreuf loss to Hockrow Merlin's Crailsheim. Cougars in the PGA. The Suncoast Classic starts today for the Web.com Tour. It's going on right now. Three former Cougars playing. Mike Weir leading the pack at 7-under through 16. Zach Blair sits 1-under through 16. Daniel Summerhay set to tee off here in a few minutes at 1 Eastern time. Back to hole 4 with Spencer Hunter. Oh, Mike Weir making an appearance on the Web.com Tour. Playing well. 7-under through 16. There you go. That is a round. Today's Rise and Shout. Goes to everyone across BYU Sports Nation on Valentine's Day. We sincerely and genuinely love you and appreciate you. And uh, we would not be doing this show and have our current jobs and living the dream life uh, that we do without you. So thanks for uh, putting up with us on not just on Valentine's Day, but 365 days a year. I went to Cuba thanks to you guys. So thanks. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it was great. Our question of the day. Roses are red, violets are blue. Finish this poem with a BYU Valentine Day theme. On Twitter, at Twiggy or Stone finishes the poem with, I think Cannon and Emery are a solid one and two. Okay. At the DA for life. No matter what Jerem Jordan says, Dennis Pitta, we always have time for you. Hey, you asked him to be his Valentine. Apparently not, according to the producers. Not on every day. Come on. <laughs> At BYU underscore game day, roses are red, violets are blue. I madly love Taysom, but I also love you. It's mm, good. At WD Heath 40, roses are red, violets are blue. Let's be Gonzaga a time or two. <laughs> Maybe not this year. You know. Will At- you shave your hat? No. No. Oh, yeah, no. Would you shave? Seriously, this no. year? Leave. This no. year, if BYU beat no. Gonzaga Stop. in Spokane? Stop. Oh, man. Stop. See, I think you're here safe. <clears throat> like, more safe than ever. No, I. But if it, it's not getting BYU into the dance, but if it was on Tuesday night in Vegas, <laughs> maybe at I do rock the Y. Nice tease. Zach Wilson's gonna win a Heisman too. Yes, roses are red, but <laughs> Zach Wilson's gonna win a Heisman too. Yes, he is. Zach Wilson will win the Heisman. <laughs> the Wendy's High School Heisman. Yeah. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years on Twitter. At B-Royal Blue Coog adds this poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. Happy Valentine's Day to all of the hashtag BYUSN crew. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that kind of uh, puts a bow on it, right? I like that. Okay, just to clarify, BYU basketball does tip at 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain tonight. Yes. That so is I was the incorrect. game time. Sorry. 9 Eastern pregame on the radio. BYU ready with Ben Bagley. This is a big game like we talked about. I, listen, BYU's a dog in this. BYU doesn't have to win this game to take second place. But if they do, Steve Cleveland thinks BYU would have it locked up. I don't know about locked up, but really close to that. It, w- it would be big time if BYU went in and won this game. I think BYU is a different team on the road than they were in non-conference play. BYU was 0-5, and we thought, man, this team can't buy a bucket on the road. And they were giving up 95 points a game or something crazy. BYU's 3-2 and in league on the road. Gavin Baxter of starting out. Nick Emery appears to be uh, close to where he was. 
McKay Cannon, really high uh, effective field goal percentage. He's shooting the ball really well. TJ is TJ. Yoli is Yoli. This team finally is going out. Is is has made the move the last couple of weeks, and they sit in second, which is where we thought preseason they would be. But I did not think this team would be in this spot at this point, given how they played in non-con. It's been awesome to see their development, and that's good coaching. Totally different team, totally different vibe, atmosphere, swagger going into San Diego, a place that BYU has traditionally struggled. I'm I'm excited. I am legitimately excited about watching this game tonight. It's it's a tough matchup for BYU because there are certain. Uh, matchups that are tough. Olin Carter and Isaiah Wright and Isaiah Pinero. These are some talented guys. Pinero is a hard guy to guard. I don't know who BYU puts on him to effectively control him. Yoli Childs is a different kind of player. Back to the basket. Uh, a lot of ability in that regard. Tough to guard that way. Pinero is a tough matchup. So I'm interested to see who BYU puts on Pinero and vice versa. Maybe with it's Gavin Baxter's length that they use to try and throw him off a little bit. I don't know. But Baxter uh, guarding a guy on the perimeter is not exactly what you want. Baxter is a better one-on-one defender in the post, but he's an even better help defender when he's under the bucket. All right, let's recap our and one picks before we get out of here so people can pay attention. For me, I think the first team to 65 will win this game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be hard fought, and it will be a very close game. First team to hit 65 wins this contest. And then my and one pick going exactly against what happened last year in San Diego when BYU shot 14% from the three-point line in the Slim Gym. San Diego shot 43%. I think the Cougars are going to flip that tonight, and they will outshoot San Diego from the three-point line in their own gym. Okay, San Diego has shot 51%, 52%. Uh, in the second half this year. It's a crazy Which number. is incredible. I say they're going to shoot under 49, so I'll give a couple percentage points there. And then my N1 pick, Nick Emery will make multiple threes. Nick Emery, I've been, I've been clamoring for it. Someone made a bingo board for the show and recently said Jeremy will mention Nick Emery. I just, I just have been waiting <laughs> for Nick Emery to be Nick Emery, and we have seen him closer to that. He scored 8, 17, and 8 in the last three. He's a starter. I think that's given him some confidence. He's a good defender. He gets out in transition. He'll make multiple threes. BYU needs a split on this road trip, and it'd be nice to take care of that tonight. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSA. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Guard Young, former star of BYU Men's Gymnastics, which no longer exists. And hang with us tonight for Men's Volleyball 9 Eastern. Let's get three wins. Go Coops!